There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. you guys it's time in this podcast where we introduce amazing guests yep. and i'm gonna put an s on the end of that because thank you thank you thank you jerry you're not a guest oh oh sorry, sorry. How many times you're gonna come to the crib and still be called a sorry. guest you're sorry, not sorry. a guest sorry guest hosting but these two are very special because we we love them we support them we love their podcast and we have so much fun when we're together Ladies and gentlemen, put your seatbelts on if you're driving. They should already be on, but maybe you should put a second one on because things are going to get bumpy. Please put your hands together for Lady Two Branche hosts, Sa Contreras and Skittles Ortiz. One time. Yes. Two times. Ten times. What's good, everybody? Yeah. Well, look what the cat brought in tonight. I mean, this is special because this is that cross podcast love that we talking about. You know what I'm saying? That we should be doing universally. Y'all had us on your show, what was it, a year ago? Right? No, it was back in March. I was going to say, literally. It was in the beginning of COVID. Like, right Right. It was it just right feels like four years. Thing. It was like when like COVID was like the last thing in the news. And by the way, there might be some uh, people might be picking up some new uh, illness. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys were like one of the last episodes of the season that we had like recorded, and then we released it two weeks later, and that was when everything shut down. That feels like eons ago. That episode shut it down. Shut it. So it was their fault. So it was heavy. Deep throat, and we gave too much information, and they were like, "We got to stop these guys right now." See, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that episode, but that 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 conversation of the deep throat was like mythical because I kept hearing about it, and I was like, I wasn't yeah. there, but it was like wow. No pun intended. It felt like I was there. Yeah, it was information that needed to be passed along, and it was very helpful. Thank you so much, my relationship, and I thank you. Um, I never knew I, there were certain things I learned and I hope I learned more today is what I'm, I'm going to say. Yes. Well, you know, we're an open book, you know, when you're at Broncha, every, anything goes. So let's do we're it. Just do the Lord's work. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're 
Yo, for the people that may be under a Latino podcast rock, could you just give a brief synopsis of what Ladies Who Bronche, who bronche is? I almost said it's so non-Latina. I'm sorry. It's ladies Who bron- Bronche. Now you're too Latina. Now it's too Latina. That's anti-Puerto Rican. That's anti-Puerto Rican if you ask me with the rolling of the R's. <laughs> Oh my bad. All right. So, ladies who bronche, please elaborate and tell people about your baby. So, basically, ladies who bronche is a podcast where Skittles and I come together and we have a guest every week and we spill tea of all kinds. We really truly believe that even though there are certain conversations that you're not supposed to have at the food table, at the bronche table, anything goes. Now, bronche is Spanglish for brunch. A lot of people are like, yeah, ladies who bronche, and they get really stuck on it. It's a slang word. We really believe in elevating voices and things that people often overlook and only pay attention to when it's trendy. And so we were like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use our own language. We're going to make it the trend. And we're going to open up this table of conversation for people in our community. So whether it's talking about things like sex or talking about politics or talking about Cardi B or talking about childhood trauma, like literally we, we cover the gambit of different topics. But the idea is that we want to take the mics away from just the NPR professionals and people who like to talk around topics. And we'd like to put the mic back in the hands of the people who can speak from the horse's mouth because nothing data is boring. Real life experience is really where it's at. And why not do it over some drinks and some motherfucking food? So that's where Bronche came from. You know, just a Dominicano and a Boricua talking shit. Yes. Oh, wow. I got to have Thanksgiving with y'all. Yes. Is, 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 is a holiday. So like, all right. So on the show, you guys, you know, say whatever, you know, talk about anything. Right. Are you like that in your real life? Pretty much when we are at the brunch table, uh, every episode is really kind of a look into what our actual friendship is when we do get together with the girls and we do just get to like, you know, kiki and get updated on each other's lives and talk about whatever bochinche we want to talk about. Right. Really following in the footsteps of the viejas before us who all, you know, we was little kids running around, but you always used to get the best pieces of information and the best detail from the conversation that happens around food. There's something about that communion that really puts people in a place where you unwind a bit. And so the the exchange is more organic and it's more fun. And really like, if you're going to be talking about shit, especially like the news today, like I can't imagine showing up in a very succinct way and like doing all that every time. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I talk about Trump, I just got to sit back I gotta lay back maybe have a blunt in my hand like I just gotta be organic because it's just the truth of where we're at and I think the less that we as you know as an Afro-Latina as whatever you represent the more that you try to show up the way you think the industry wants you to show up the less you make room for your people to show up with you when you get to where you're at and then you're in these rooms and you're like this space is so lonely at the top I don't want it to be lonely I'm coming my tia's coming my mom my friend fulanita like I'm going to create the space. If you want me, then you have to accept the realities I come from. How did you guys formulate the concept for the podcast? Like, was it over bronche? Was it just a conversation? Like, how did it start? I feel like it was several conversations over bronches. Like, like <laughs> we, we had gotten heavy into this, like, phase where we were going to, like, uh, it wasn't made in Puerto Rico. It was um, Havana <laughs> Cafe over on Castle Hill. And we were going almost like every week at one point, like one winter. And it was just like, uh, you know, I think when Julissa realized how like great our conversations were amongst like us and the girls that we were with, she was just kind of like, 
this like dynamic can be a show this dynamic can be something that people are interested in and people want to engage in because you feel like you're part of the party when you're listening to the show and I think after a couple of conversations Julissa was just kind of like listen I'm gonna do it are you down and I was like yeah I'm down let's do it <laughs> and he, he was being very kind I was straight up like honestly we're funnier than a lot of motherfuckers even though we're like, <laughs> funnier than a lot of motherfuckers and we're sitting here and this is bold and like we know people in our world who don't have platforms and like we're coming to brunch together but like if you know skittles is the magic behind our social media and all that stuff i think a lot about concept themes and things like that but like together let's create the platform let's do the thing and 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 i think actually most of all what was exciting was is that we were both in a time in our careers like outside of our artistic careers where things were demanding but we were like we are artists first we are artists first we need to create our space and podcasting just felt like the most realistic avenue that didn't require so much so like i'm, I'm a playwright right i'm i'm primarily a playwright but a production of a play god that can span over a year before you really get a satisfying result but here and same with skittles you know composing music doing choreography all that shit takes time and nobody's paying us for it and i was like i need something that's a lower lift that will still allow for me to do the good work that we're trying to do so what are some of your favorite like what was the episode that you were like yo like this is exactly the type of show that i that i envisioned you know, because at first when you start off a show or was it, it could have been from the episode one, but usually like, you know, a show, whether a podcast or any type of show, like a play or you, you need a couple of like times to do it where you're like, all right, we're getting there, but I don't know if it's there yet. What was that episode that you felt like, yo, we, this is it. This is what we do. I don't know if Skittles has an answer, but I actually do have an answer. We had flown out, this is season three, we flew out to LA um, and we had, a bunch of, we had a bunch of different folks on the show, but one of our good friends, Curly, right? That, that was my answer. Curly, <laughs> it really was a divine moment because like we were sitting there and like, you know, we had a relationship with Curly prior, but for me it was our first, my first time like working on something with him. So I'm like, great. And we were talking about uh, gender identity, right? And the evolution of both his story and Skittle's story. And as I was sitting there listening, ironically, because I've been doing a lot of talking, but it was one of the podcasts where I spoke the least, but because I was able to really sit down and listen to the space I had created and figured out, holy shit, even somebody like Curly, who's been on a shit ton of different platforms doing stuff, has never had the opportunity to be this authentic without any rules. And at the end of the episode, having him affirm and say, wow, this is one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. I've never been comfortable in this way. I've never been asked to, to go into my own personal story in a way that doesn't have to do with like, why are you successful? We love you for all these things. And it was really about Curly being a different Curly that he doesn't necessarily get to put in his content because we can go there at the brunch table, but we can't go there on a BuzzFeed platform. So it was the moment that I created like, wow, this is not just for my friends, because second to that episode would be an episode, again, we were talking about sexual health in this one, but it was my homegirl in the Bronx who I remember like, when we were younger, we were at eighth grade prom and she was pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? And so like wow. a girl like that, you know, we hear about stories when we were younger, we think about girls like that and we predict their futures and think what they're gonna be when they grow up. So to mm. have a platform where a girl like that can speak her truth about her youth, but then also speak about where she is and what that means to her. And yeah. that together we can dissect how actually institutionally we were not supported accordingly to have the education to make the right choices in our lives was a beautiful thing so whether you're as fancy and big as curly or just my home girl who's pregnant at our eighth grade prom you know what i mean this is your platform and i think at that moment i knew i don't care if it never gets picked up this means something to people who come onto it which i think is just not everyone can say about their podcast so mm -hmm. wow 
you two, you two, you guys are very different. You guys are very diverse. You know, between the both of you, we are very right. Different. But like when y'all come together, it's like hot chocolate. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. It's all sweet. It's all you know. It rocks. But what are you? But because you guys are so different and you come from such different worlds, in a way, even though you're friends, uh, what are some of your like? What were you? What were some of the people that you looked up to or inspired by when you wanted to start this uh, this endeavor? Ooh, um, people we looked up to. I don't who who I looked up to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who inspires you? Like it? Maybe not even for the part. Just just to be who you guys are. Who? who what are some of our inspirations? Ooh, um, jeez. Oh my God. I feel like I'm inspired by a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, I feel like anybody who knows me will say Britney Spears because y'all see me post about her all yes. the time. But like, like <laughs> for one. me, just like, and I know that it's, I know that it sounds weird and it may sound crazy, but like for me being a gay Latino from the Bronx, like seeing her confidence as a performer when I was younger and the swag that she performed with and just like be, her being like this, like, American icon um, really kind of influenced me in how I had to act because I was not, you know, accepted like that from my community. So I needed to build a confidence that was like ironclad so that I could be who I needed to be. Um, and so I would say, you know, Britney Spears, fuck out of here. There's something to it. My daughter's seven um, and she just discovered Britney Spears. Like, is, is, he's a Britney Spears fan and she's is, seven. Is Britney, is Britney okay, though? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Listen, we, we, we fighting for her. We fighting for her. Yeah, she's in like, that conservatorship. Really, does anybody know what's going on with her? Like... I just should do a podcast episode like outside her like her yard, her main her main, her main gate. <laughs> outside hey, her gate. Yeah. yeah. Come out. Come out. Have, bro have, have brunch here with us. Let's go. You can come out of there. Yeah. Um, but then other than other than her, I mean, gosh, um, I think of like uh funny people like John Leguizamo and his all his characters. Um fucking um Todrick Hall was a big inspiration for me because he's one of those content creators who has just been like you know gender bending and flipping music and creating everything that you can um gosh I don't know I have a lot of people I don't and I can't think of anybody at, at right that's now good. no that's good Jay <laughs> I, I was gonna say I feel I, I feel a little corny right because I growing up had a had a really hard time um finding heroes in people like I, I actually was always one of those people who would more quickly see, I, I look at people in dynamics. And so I'd be like, wow, here are all the things that I honor you for. And then all these other things about you that we really need to work on. And it was always so mm. awkward for me to be like, I believe in you. Like I didn't start liking Beyonce until maybe two years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like for a very long time, I was just like, I'm trying, I just don't see it. I see a lot of commercialism. Um, I see the plan here and don't see why I should like you. I think that my idols have always been people like James Baldwin. Funny enough, Oprah, because, because all I knew was that I wanted to be a black woman and I wanted to be that rich and I wanted people to have to deal with me regardless mm. because love me like literally I was like I'm here for that yes I'm here and I'm everywhere and I'm Julissa Contreras and you're not getting rid of me you know what I mean <laughs> that kind of money because to me a lot of where heroism fit, fails for me is when people 
do get to a certain degree and then falsely being able to keep up that image instead of being able to completely break shit and build new shit. So a lot of my heroes, I think, are people who are on the ground, activists, people in my personal life who aren't famous. The people I look up to the most are the people with the least visibility. So, So Julissa, yo te veo con esa camisa that says Black Rising. What is that shirt all about? So, So this hoodie, Black Rising, it's actually an organization. They're affiliated with Alliance for Families of Justice, which is an organization that helps families who have family members that are currently or formerly incarcerated. And the idea is that we know that in those relationships, sometimes people use a lot of legalese or status to put families in a position where they maybe aren't making the best decisions or aren't afforded the options that they know they act that they actually should have to make the best decisions around what happens when people come back home and transition into life or if they're already handling their cases and so i feel like it's an appropriate time to be wearing it it's a small organization but i think that that's even why it's more important why for us to have these conversations because these are people who are busting their ass trying to do the work that we often just click likes and reshare about. So to me, it's always really important to really big up the people who are really doing the work because they need support. Wow. And now, speaking of work, you guys, what I love about your just multifacetedness is that you have these day jobs that I want to talk about real quick because I know you're doing a lot of work with WeWork, Julissa, and then Skittles, you're over there just teaching music to the youth. Like, let's talk about those people, you know, talk to us about what you do and, you know, just about, you know, what you do during the day. Well, okay. So, um, currently I teach part-time at special music school. Um, so I teach, I help teach their high, uh, their high school choir and then, um, a high school sight singing class. Um, and then I also am voicing the character of Debbie on Sci-Fi's Wildlife. Yeah! Um, wow. Yeah, oh, so... Wow. That, that has Amazing. been a very cool new experience um, that I've been excited for people to see and now like that it's here it's really cool <laughs> can, can we just um, ask out of curiosity like when you um do you film that at, like do you go to a studio do you film that at home when you do the voiceovers so we recorded the pilot in a in a recording studio and it was like fancy and like downtown by like 42nd street and it was cute and i was like oh my god i'm in a recording studio and then covid hit <laughs> yeah and, then COVID. and so i actually ended up recording the entire season in my closet wow um, so great. yeah they like they shipped over like um the soundproof blankets that i had to hang up around my around my closet and then i had to put my laptop's old and the fan was too loud for the mic so i had to put the laptop under the desk and then put a soundproof <laughs> over the desk so that the the mic wouldn't pick it up and then they gave me like a little mixer so what was crazy was that I had to I was in there think of it it's fucking July right COVID I'm in my closet no AC on because you can't have the air on so it's hot as fuck and I have to every time I have to change um like if I'm gonna yell a line or if I'm gonna speak it low I have to change the 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 volume on the interface but I have to crawl under the desk to do it Yo, but you could do it naked though. You at home? No, oh, you don't have <laughs> no, because then I was on I was on Zoom with the fucking producer, the oh, writer, the this, the that, the that. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like it's Yo, I was definitely my body parts. My little short shorts, but let me tell you, I was sweating like it was. And when I sweat, my body parts make noise. Yo, 
that's a fun fact now that yeah. I know now. Yeah, but I will oh, say this. I will say this. Shout out to shout out to um the team at Wildlife because there was one day where it was manha in the fucking closet. And the fucking creator, Adam Davies, is sitting there with a pint of ice cream eating. And so I look and I'm like, yo, you that ass eating ice cream right now? And he was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yo, it's mad fucking hot in New York. And he goes, he goes, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? And I'm like, cookies and cream. And an hour later, they're like, Skittles, go take a break. There's a delivery guy outside with cookies and cream ice cream. Sci-fi takes care of their I was a happy panda. Yes. <laughs> so when is that coming out? When can we see it? It's, it's out. It's been it's been airing every Saturday at midnight. Yeah. Okay, let's get and on. Not to be confused with Friday night, Saturday midnight. Okay. Yeah, like. But they really so technically to Sunday, twelve fifteen. Oh, <laughs> good clarification. <laughs> yeah, because it's technically the next day. Got it. That's what's up, though. I mean, shout out to, like, just getting creative under quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. And we're working in a tanga. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, so quarantine, right? So I, I was at WeWork, was, but I'm going to, things, good things happen. But was at WeWork all the way up until May. What happened is, as many people know who are into business and the news, the company has been going through a flurry of things. They're under investigation for financials, da 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 da. Mm. I was working on the co-founders team, but there there were two co-founders. But I was on the team of the one who was not being investigated for sketchy stuff, Miguel McKellen. And so, right, like I was on the right side. (laughs) Cool, right? So I was working on his team, and I was uh, I managed impact programming, which basically means anything that was semi philanthropic was going through that department. But I, in particular, was working on projects that were going to change the business model in a way that we were essentially trying to transform how something like WeWork could affect smaller communities, specifically those that were um, facing gentrification, and how can we empower the current companies and and small businesses that were in the neighborhood so that they can fight the displacement that comes with gentrification, right? Because WeWork alone can't stop gentrification in the world, but they can help prepare the people and really give them a stable thing. So I was responsible. I was like the boss of that, of that whole initiative and doing all that. And it was exciting and wonderful. Um, And then when COVID hit, on top of the financial stuff that we had already been going through, the company was like this, we are literally in a place where we don't know how this company is going to move forward, blah, blah, blah. So of course, when you cut things, the arts programs and those types of things are always the first to go. And so was my department. Um, And then shortly after that co-founder also formally left the company. So that was like the end of my WeWork history. Still mad love for WeWork. Still hope that they make it on the other side of things. But now, now I'm working on a super secret self project that I can't talk about with the co-founder of of WeWork, but one that I'm going to speak it into existence when it launches as what it's going to be. My life is changing forever. Like that, that for me is like one of those, like, oh shit. <laughs> like, like I didn't, you know, WeWork was really just a piece of my path where I think it's a testament to, again, showing up authentically as yourself instead of trying to mold. I, in that WeWork space, was very much unwilling to be corporate in any way, shape, or form because they would have like hip hop lyrics on the wall and, and a lot of this authenticity within their branding. And I like to, t- you know, test people. And I'm like, great, if this is really your branding, then when I show up, sweats, like all types of sideways, I'm my authentic self. I see the CEO yeah. of that company dressing that way too, right? And so like, I, I was able to do that in that space. I also was able to 
create space for my community and the high tech. There's a bunch of people like um, Harlem Capital, John Henry Matos, that group, uh, Carolina right. Mestrizos, Ada Rojas, all these people like have utilized the space and, and more like have been able to come into the space because they knew me and I was able to really use my resources. And I think that this new project that I'm working on is going to A, allow me to do that, but like in a crazy way, like just a crazy way. And so over quarantine because of that project, I've I've had like the privilege of meeting a lot of fancy people and, and getting a lot of people to pay attention to who I am for my intelligence and strategy brain. And it's something that as an artist, you know, we're always chasing that dream and I'm still on it. And I'm just in a space now where those people respect that I'm an artist. So they give me time to work on the art. So it doesn't feel like a strain, but also they're like, hey, you're super intelligent and you have room this tech startup world. And I'm like, I could be a little Silicon Valley bitch. Right. Like, you know, if it's there, if that's the talent that I have, and frankly, like, let's keep it real right now, everybody's trying to figure out how to diversify, how to like, you know, be more inclusive and all these buzz buzzwords. I am a DEI trainer by, by sort of like nature and in career, I do that a lot of that work in community building. So really what's happening in the world is very unfortunate, but it's created the biggest avenue for me and the type of work that I do in business, right? Because we can talk marketing, but I'm going to speak to you about marketing around diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? We can talk about community strategy and how to recruit people, but I'm going to bring that lens into it and really think about how to elevate my people. So that's really what I'm doing right now. And, you know, a lot, lots of writing and I have, I'm writing a book right now, a book about, about, it's a, it's a COVID book, but not about COVID. Uh, you'll see what it is as it develops, but it's going to be good hopefully and people will read it um and i'm working on a, a pilot that i'm writing so i'm really going back wow. like oh, okay this is my silicon valley self and silicon valley is giving me permission to dive deeper into my artistic self and so that's where i'm at i like to ask the writing questions during the quarantine was it easier for you to write or harder you know what i mean like it was only easy if i was talking about my emo feelings like if I was mm -hmm. trying to accomplish anything that was super intellectual in a way that felt forced, it just wasn't coming out. So for me, ultimately in the book, when I say it's a book about COVID, essentially it's following a train of thought of someone who is, who is going through the pandemic. And that's because frankly, that's all I've been able to write are these different train of thoughts. And then I thought, actually, there's something to that story. Like, what if we actually just follow the story of why? people are feeling and like in looking at it as a holistic story, what do we learn about how people went through this world in COVID? So that's my goal. Oh my God, so many issues are surfacing that have never surfaced before to that point, you know, just like self-awareness of mental state, mm -hmm. you know, looking out for others in a way that I don't think we've been programmed to in the past. It's so crazy how these like shows are coming out now on networks that are under the umbrella or under the guise of COVID life. Um, and mm -hmm. it's going to be really hella interesting to see books and other content, you know, it's happening real time as we speak. So that's really fascinating that you're capitalizing on that girl. And I can't wait to support that project. Thank you. Yeah, girl. Okay. Can we just get sexy? I'm sorry. Excuse um, me. Okay. Look, last time when we was together pre COVID, I don't know what was in the air. Or like what, you know, planet was in rotation or whatnot, but it was such a beautiful and sensual conversation that I think we should sort of have part two to it here tonight or today, whatever time you're listening to the podcast, people. But right now it's nighttime and I think it's time to go a little LOL after dark. After dark, after dark, after dark. Can you create, can you orchestrate <laughs> one for us, Skittles? 
This is LOL After Dark, After Dark, After Dark. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Straight from the closet, eating the ice cream. <laughs> eating a cookie and cream. With the cream just like dripping down the side. Talk about the cream. That's what this is. Okay, you guys. It is the first installment of Latinos Out Loud After Dark. And who better, who better to kick this off with than ladies who bronche Skittles and Julissa? Two of the horniest people I've ever met in my life. So beautiful and like confident and like empowering and sexy. So here's how it's going down. So we thought it'd be fun to do sort of a lightning round of questions. Ooh. And like, there's no rules here. Um, we'll ask the questions and then whoever wants to answer, I guess, you know, could just jump in here. Um, listeners, get ready, get the lube out. I don't know, do what you wow. gotta do. <laughs> what some of our answers, some of our answers might not be so sexy though. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know. Let's start off very simple. You know, very cutesy. You guys, how old were you when you lost y'all virginity? <laughs> Ten uh, seconds. So, oh, seventeen. Oh 17. shit. Um. Ooh. I see. I'm a late bloomer. Twenty five. Wow. Mm hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I forget to tell you that rule. You only have 10 seconds for each question. I, and that, I, only said yeah, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. That only took like two, so you could use the eight and carry it over to your next answer. Okay. <laughs> Where is your favorite spot to be kissed? Ooh. Smooches. Oh, right. The crevice above the pussy. What's that line? Ooh. The line? The parent yes. no perennium no that's that's the, the that's the taint that's the taint. Nah, not the fupa. Oh. <laughs> I'm all up in the fupa. <laughs> the crevice? Tell me more about this crevice. No, I know what she's talking about. It's that little crook between the thigh. The leg and the, the yeah. <laughs> like it's like a, a quiver spot. Yeah. Oh, like oh. where the right angle forms. Yeah, it's like the button. You know the automatic umbrellas. To make the pata, you give a, you kick some, you give it like a karate kick, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I just found it. Cool. Okay, oh. X marks the spot. Use a sharpie. Okay. Oh man. Kiddos. For me, I'm a nipple and ear type person. If you're like here or here, I'm like. Oh. 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 <laughs> the right or the left, which is your preference? I mean, I'm an equal opportunity, like mm. everything, like equal opportunity nippler, equal opportunity <laughs> ear nibbler, equal opportunity dick sucker, like fuck out of here. Wait, <laughs> what does that mean, EOP dick sucker? <laughs> <laughs> he said EOP. <laughs> EOP dick sucker? What does that it's, mean? I mean, it just means if like, if you, if you meet a certain amount of qualifications, then you can have your dick sucked. And okay. it'll be it'll be my pleasure. Oh well, that's what's nice. Your, what's yeah. Your, what's your preference? You like white guys, Spanish guys, black ooh, guys? Ooh, ooh, not white guys. <laughs> that's something we have in common. Yeah, 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 yeah. No white guys. <laughs> I tend to lean darker on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, same here. I swear, all throughout junior high school, I just hear my dad's voice. Come on, bring home a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> went so far across that spectrum i can't even yeah i have a tough time with white guys too okay <laughs> my question what's your what's your worst sexual experience Ooh. all right i'll go really quickly there was this guy that i had like invited over and i 
was let's just say the pictures did not match the package that was delivered mm-hmm. and you know we started and I tried because I was like you know he seemed cool you know like when you when you like when you don't like necessarily turn around so you give them a chance and you give their personality a chance and he's like oh he's cool like let me just try and then like I put his dick in my mouth and it felt like there were spikes on it and that was the universe telling me no take this shit out of your mouth and I literally stopped mid-suck and I was like I can't do this he had kiwi dick and I yeah and I like dismissed him from my from my presence it was yeah and like it didn't even get to sex. That's how worse it was. That's, that's what? What's with this rosebush dick? What is I, that about? I don't, I don't know. It was. I don't know. Like I don't know because it was just one of those moments where like you do it and then you're like, oh, that didn't work. Okay. Like why is my tongue bleeding from sucking yeah. your dick? Yeah. Why does it feel like a Brillo pad? That's why Ew! I don't lick. That's why you don't lick cacti. <laughs> Lisa. Hey, don't knock until you try it. Sometimes you got to exfoliate your tongue, believe it or not. You know? right. See, I have so many bad story experiences, oh. but one one that I'll share is there was a time I was fucking around with this guy from a job, you know, but we kind of grew up together a little bit. So I was like, oh, I'm excited for this thing. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and he's packing. It's about to be a whole situation lit- where you know, we fucking and shit. And it's big to date. The biggest dick I've ever had. Right wow. here, like, yes, like, you know, and, and in the middle of it, I'm like still trying to get a little comfortable because, you know, chemistry is important. It's not about love and feelings. It's just about chemistry. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm still setting up the chemistry. And as I'm trying to look in this motherfucker's eyes to build chemistry, he goes, oh, look at her face. Oh, yeah. Is she coming? Look at her. <laughs> look at her while she comes. Oh, she start, he started narrating? <laughs> but then he goes, he goes, ha, ha, ha. Uh, look at her face as she comes. I felt like I was in an anime. I felt like he was like, Oh my God. Ooh, look at her face as she comes. What was and he was writing like, the book? Like, what? Like, where are we? <laughs> Damn, Morgan Freeman's freaky. Oh. Wait, you say you knew him from back when he was younger? Did he have like an imaginary friend when he was a kid and shit? That's that I, that's that oh, I had it? Wow. Talking to his friend. Nah, everybody. That's what that's what they say with Morgan Freeman is the same way. Yeah, look yeah. At her, look at the face. Look at her face. Clearly, you're not looking at my face because it went from like trying to be passionate to being like, "Are you talking to me? Who else is in the room? <laughs> What's coming? Are you talking about? Do you not feel that it's not as wet? It's now dried. Thank you. Oh Damn. no. Is, is there a conversation afterwards about like, yo, what was all that 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 <laughs> talking that you were doing? Like, or is it like, you know what? Let's just. That was before my my pussy's vocal cords were ready, and so I like polited it out. But if I would have right. any time in the last past five years, it would have been a conversation. Yeah. During during yo, I don't want to stop. Like, I might have been like, I might have laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> can I stop you mid thrust? I just need to ask you what's going on. Like I know you've never excuse me. Kids. Can you refrain? <laughs> Yeah, like, Can you refrain? Like, my <laughs> vagina and my mouth are yelling at you at the same time. I know you've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like, you know, and it's funny because after that moment, I was like, damn, and that's really a big dick. So I went back for a second time. Uh, uh, and he was not narrating to a third person, but was using this voice again to try to dirty talk me. And that, I just, what I did there is that I, I did a fake out. I faked to come so that I could finish. Uh, Damn, girl. Wow. I don't think I've spoken to him since that day, actually. I think. Dang. How, guys, like, I have a question. What was the best place you guys have ever gotten banged in? 
Wow. What's the best place? Like cars, outside, the roof, your mother's. Wait, the best or like yo the, the best, best the best location because yeah because yeah. i'm also saying like the if you're gonna ask me the best place i'm gonna say my bed like but um because i really like my bed but are you asking you like the craziest yeah. Out yeah. Some outside shit that you were like yo i fucked here like where was the craziest place you ever fucked at i mean i feel like when i lost my virginity on somebody's mother's bed that- <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> Which is not disrespectful for that the place I was in, but like she was taking a nap on it at the same time. I don't see what's the big deal. It wasn't even his mom. <laughs> Damn. Nah. Um. I've I've only had sex in bedrooms, so that's not as exciting. But I have sucked dick on a train platform. Damn. Okay. <laughs> and I've, and I've, I've been outdoors and, and, and had a head moment outside before too. Um, but the most exciting sex was in Cancun, Mexico. There was a, uh, it was like this shower, but it was like, it felt like four people, no lie. Like the shower and it had a little bench even in the corner. And I was like, Diablo, it was like a double shower thing. I had some nasty sex. <laughs> and you know, shower's not always great because like water takes away from lubrication actually. Like people might think, oh, doing it in water makes it slippery. Opposite, right? It gives it that like rubber on water effect. You really, but like the amount of saliva that was, we were able to use and let drip from different holes. And we went to- Just don't the- drink the water in Mexico though. <laughs> right. No, we didn't. You can't drink the saliva. It's all right. <laughs> but like all the nasty- You can eat all the ass you want. Just don't drink the water. Yeah. Everything just fell off, I, and everything washed away. So I don't know what went down that drain, but mm. that was nice. It was- yes. Wow. I had. I was gonna change my answer, and now I'm like second guessing if I want to out myself like that. If I had skittles, what the fuck? fuck? Come on. I hooked up with a guy in the middle of an audience at Izu 2018, and it was mad fun. And my friend is such a G because she stood in front of me, like, as if nobody could see me. Yeah. So that's my craziest. That was fun. Just DJ lights. Bass pumping. <laughs> was it just? Was it a lot of people kind of doing that? Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was a lot of people just standing around. So you probably it'd probably know. be more awkward if you weren't doing something like that. If you were just standing. Like, <laughs> Yo. No, no, no. I think everybody was paying attention to the DJ, but. <laughs> but you were DJing too. But he was probably on drugs. It was a rave. He was BJ, not DJ. <laughs> DJ versus BJ. I was DJing. Yes. Drop the beat. <laughs> okay. Next question. Here we go. This is a very sexy one. So, what is the most amount of partners you've had at once? Three. Mm. I knew that was gonna be one of your answers. <laughs> I said it. What did I say? What parties? What parties are you going to? I was gonna say three. I said it. Thanks for the call. I was. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Wait. Do you want to shed any light? You don't have to. I found that trying to suck two dicks at once is really hard because you have to pay attention to two different dicks at once. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Right. That's why personality. If they too straight, then they don't like touching dicks. So you got to make sure to have the tongue separation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? wow, wow. I love how honest you guys are. It's so great. <laughs> Anybody else on LOL want to like add uh, an answer here? Or I could barely satisfy one, so I, that's oh, all I know. Hey, <laughs> and that's no, me. Know. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I was, 
<laughs> I was on the verge of, of a three, you know, of a threesome one time, but it, they were like, they were in Brooklyn. I was uptown. It was late. And I just, I was like, nah, it, it was pre Uber. So it's like, it was like, yo, I don't know how I'm going to get over there. It was like, the call was like a lot of flirting and then like, Hey, if you came down here and I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know how I'm going to get down there. And I wish it was the time of now where like, you could just like go, there's like 20 different ways to go somewhere if you don't have a car. Right. Um, so I, I think I effed that up. I think I should have been a little bit more assertive and tried to find something, maybe like a Lincoln town car. Maybe like I would have had to spend a lot of money, but I messed up because it was it was on the like, phone call was basically like yo if you come down to Brooklyn shit might pop off. Oh, I mean um, it's never too late. I mean, do your thing. Well, I think both of them are married. <laughs> I think both of them are married. So if you're talking about, uh, <laughs> I mean that's not the end dot com. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get your girl together, get a little profile. And then <laughs> many of those on the dating profiles. I don't know if any. Let of me tell you, there's profiles. mad couples looking for that are out there looking for other people is a lot. So if you ever get a little if you want to do a nice little anniversary gift for your lovely swing i'm the i'm the type to get paranoid i'm like about the anxious about like the small talk beforehand i'm like what are we gonna talk about before we end up doing that shit you don't talk a lot about yeah right yeah yeah no but you gotta be drink ready have the drink ready have the music going get to business jamie just puts his ass in the face and likes to go honestly like I think my yeah. my moment happened like I think of course naturally you're a little nervous we were all a little nervous we had been drinking um and smoking and stuff and then there was just a moment that we like laughed and then we all were silent for a moment because there was nothing else to say and somebody said why are we fucking fronting and then just grabbed home and I was like oh yes oh <laughs> that's a good opening statement before you like why like, yo, like, why are we fucking fronting why are we fucking fronting and then boom like three hours because you know guys guys do that little fake out where it's like oh i don't want to come so i'm gonna like take a fake break and do some touch your pussy you know so that i don't and it softens them up a little bit these motherfuckers had me out here for three hours it was, it was two females two guys um you know and i just feel like it was it was interesting it went on longer than it needed to because the men had the ability to be like i'm gonna get soft oh, let me think about my mom okay good great like <laughs> they can do breaks though right like you can be like yo i'll be right back i gotta make a phone call and then come back and then come back in the Sometimes there's too many breaks. Sometimes y'all talk too much. Like uh, one of the dudes had whiskey dick, and but I was like, man, I'm like, really? Like right now you have whiskey dick, and I'm now I'm having fun. So I went with one of the dudes. We went to the other room, and we just duo fucked, and then we came back. Wow. That's amazing. I challenge you to a duo. I challenge you to a duo fuck. I like the way that sounds. It's like very... You go drink some coffee. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yo, I want to see that versus on IG. Right? <laughs> yes. Okay, more questions. Who's next? Okay, okay, I got one. I got one. Uh, you guys have any fetishes? Y'all both kinky motherfuckers. The one single thing that I particularly prefer, because I just like to have fun and have adventures at any turn. So there's not like a particular thing, but it's not a fetish to like, hmm. It's not a fetish to like being eaten out a certain way. So like, I really like, I like to get eaten out, but for me, like fingering is a big part of it. Like tongue, tongue work is the harder work, but I feel like there is a, a, a technique. It's a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, cause when done really correctly, I, I psh, there'll be like an explosion of water. And so now I think I fucked the first time that happened to me, that dude fucked me up. Cause I was like, Oh, my pussy could do that. I thought that was like, I thought they used to put a machine in the girl's pussy and then be like, <laughs> you. You know? and I was like, Oh, I can do that. 
okay, so they're the problem, not me. Go ahead, get to work. Wow. To me, like if it's a fetish, but I like squirting. If I like, if that can happen, I like, like I get off. Now, okay, I have a question though. Like, whatever if it's somebody you like, but they, they, they haven't made you do that yet. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna quit? Are you like, gonna, gonna is it? it you're gonna talk. Oh, all right. So, so you okay? That's good. Please. The most important part about being a freaky lover is to be open to conversation and dialogue. Mm. You cannot be bad at communication and then think you're gonna be having fucking corn sex all the time. It doesn't work that way. And so, if I'm with a partner, like I'll encourage the fingering. Like, if we need to navigate, sometimes I'm a little sub girl. I'll be like, look at this article I found about fingering. <laughs> Where are we talking about this the other day? That's how you end the research. With the no. Yo, there's a seminar on Zoom about this um, eating out. Um, Look, CMG way, so. says the following, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. You better be a fast learner, though. Because if that shit is like, if you're not picking it up after a certain time, you're probably like, all right, look. I tried, but it's been two years. Yeah, I, I'll be like, you know, I just feel like there's no need for you to be in a position where like... I think we should eat other people. Yeah. Yeah. Eat other people. <laughs> Skittles, did you answer that question yet? I don't think I have a fetish. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have a fetish. I just really enjoy, um, I mean, if, 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 like, yeah, I don't think I have a fetish. If being attracted to, like, uber-masculine men is, is a fetish or, like, the <clears> idea <throat> of, like, the idea of, like, being with a DL guy who's, like, living his life as straight, like, that kind of secretive shit kind of gets gets me, like, ooh, I like being that I other bitch, but, like... If that's a theme, yeah. Like, I feel like I would, like, somebody who I maybe am less likely to fuck, if it's, like, a fun secret to fuck them and it doesn't harm anyone, like, on some, like, family breaking up family shit... I would fuck around just just for the thrill of like no one knows I fuck this person. Oh, so you like Dominicans? Uh -huh. Skittles, you like Dominicans? The dudes that be acting straight, they have that straight <laughs> life. We we have a word. Why are you calling me out, Jerry? Why you calling me out? I calling you out. Nah, Bam, I'm trying to be all vegan okay? shit. <laughs> By the way, you can contact them at bugarrones.com. I'm just saying, <laughs> call out, slide in the DM. Now you know the criteria. Fall I mean, in place. Dominican dudes don't be coming at me. I I think I've only fucked one Dominican man in my life, and it wasn't great. I don't and I don't shoot them. Listen, I got the flag right here. All Dominicans welcome, pero no no se me pegan. I think I'm too loudmouth sometimes, or I'm too whatever, and they they're not into it. I'm not. I don't fall for the shit. So it took him forever to get out of his skinny diesel jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stereotyping right now, okay? Oh All man. Right. Next question. Well, I live in the Heights. Don't okay. forget the Durango boots. <laughs> Getting hair pulled, slapped, choked, bite, or handcuffed. Wow. Hair pull, slap, choke, bite, handcuff, or yeah. none of the above. Well, Jerry's, do, Jerry's been I'll handcuffed, do. but not in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just been arrested. Yeah. Well, they oh, slapped me and they choked uh, me. Wait a minute. Not it wasn't sexual. Right. I, yeah. No. No. I'll do. I'll do hair pulled. I'll do choked. I'll do bite. I've never done handcuffs, but like, you know, never say never. I don't know if I want to be slapped in the face. In the ass, yes. So I guess all of the above. Are you the chokey or are you the choker? Both. Yeah. I've encountered a man who likes getting choked by a woman. Depends how, how big their, like, long their nails are. Sometimes it, grab, it gets into your... Well, like, this is my first time getting acrylic nails. I have short nails. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if they don't trust me. I think they think, like, I'm a feminist who's secretly out fucking men and, like, biting their dicks off. You know what I mean? Mm. And mm. so I think that they're a little like, you are not going to choke me. Okay. You know, and they move along. But I like getting choked. But I've never had the chance to really see what my choking skills are. 
I'm afraid of choking because I feel like they're going to follow through. They're just going to keep going. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, shit. This, right. They just took advantage. <laughs> oh, he said to choke me. And I, and I, I killed him. I, I, like a good pillow, <laughs> I like a good pillow fight. Oh, that's Big romantic. That's, uh, you know. Wait, you bite pillows? You bite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, how, what, what are you doing in your sleepovers? Damn. <laughs> I like getting my hair pulled. And we're talking about pubic hair, right? Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Are we back to fetishes? <laughs> Guys, out of all Latino men, which are your favorite? Out of all Latino, like, what nationality, like, fucking does it for you guys? Latino men? Yes. Puerto Rican, Dominican, mm. Honduran, Mexican, uh, Brazilian. Like, what's going to fucking, like, flip you? Ooh. I haven't had one yet. So my, I have a suspicion, and then I have a confirmation one. I suspect a Cuban man will do me real good one day. Ooh. i never had a Cuban man, but I'm They good. talk too much. I, I, I love me a Puerto Rican man. I love me a Puerto Rican man from, from, from the island. Mm. Que te hable bien así, mira, nene, que te hable bien cantarazo, que te meta un cantarazo por ahí. From the island, well, like Staten Island? Like Staten Island or something? No, Jamie, come on. Rikers. Yeah. 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 Now we talking. There you go. That's actually, that was actually that's better. A, yeah. yeah. But, but that's, not to, that's not to take away from every other island of man that there is. You come in every shape of form and I'm an equal opportunity. You already fucking know. <laughs> no, I, re- I think Rachel coined the EOP. Not- EOP. EOP. Sucker. EOP. EOP dick sucker, yeah. EOP dick all day. It's fine. EOP dick sucking scholarship for the Swallow Squad. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hashtag Swallow Squad. Hashtag that shit. Oh my God. Gurgle, gurgle. Okay. So, last question for LOL After Dark. Favorite position, guys? Ooh. Ooh. I don't really know the, the the names of it, but like I'm a good doggy person. But what's the one where they bring your legs all the way up? Missionary? Yes, missionary. There we go. No, porque missionary. Missionary, you... tú te quedas con la pierna para abajo. Yeah. No, no, I'm like your legs all the way up, and then they're like fucking you like that. That's like the crab leg or something. Like, oh, yeah, like, like I'm like... holding my knees. Right. <laughs> Like yeah. a tuning fork. I call it tuning fork, right? Because it. it's <laughs> upright legs. Ding. <laughs> but you're on your back, so like you're holding, yeah. you know, y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> Julissa. Yeah, I'm like literally having like flashbacks in my head. I'm seeing multiple sex times. I'm like, what is, what position? I really do appreciate like a dog, a classic doggy is everything, right? But yeah. I appreciate when it's like back shots. Yeah, I like back shots, but I also like being okay. So one time I was like up, up against the wall, and then like my legs got lifted into this like scissor thing that was really nice. But like scissor because it was like the two leg thing didn't work out for too long. Only just say pesad, one leg had to go down, and then there was this like angle, like one leg down, one leg up situation. And the da- I don't know what angle he was hitting, but I was like up against the wall, like. Wow. <laughs> were you Were you guys playing Twister before this happened? My head against the wall. Look, that foot yellow. Fucking cheek, like. Why didn't you project building 
come out with a fucking black eye like even you know the paint they use in the projects that dries really shiny that shit is like harder so i'm like sliding it's like was it stucco yeah was it stucco like vinyl siding yeah, uh, but yeah. really because the, the the shininess wasn't letting me slide, but I was feeling it like all of it was hard. But it felt <laughs> amazing. I have to agree with you. There's some like sideways entrances that I'm still continuing to learn about. That I'm like, wow, I didn't know there was an entrance to the BQE there, yeah. and I welcome it. It's great. I, I have, I have. You 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 kind of like a delaito, right? You ever you know that the delaito one? Yeah, lazy Sunday yeah. one. You just. You go to the, the, you know what I'm saying? You, you just, just you got a parallel. That's a bronche move. That's you got the, a par- bronche move. Yeah, you tune it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, neither one part. of you gets up fully. You know what I'm saying? You're both sideways. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. So that it like finds the right hole. Oh, yeah, no, because you got to yeah. kind of do it all in the bed, though. You got to. Yeah. But like, you just real comfy because you just yeah, like. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not much go. movement. It's like how Dominicans dance fachata. Like, feel it, <laughs> It's all in the hips, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Well, what a great conversation. Latinos are loud after dark. Thank you so much, Skittles and Julissa. Ladies who bronche. show to stop drinking wine and to do the que lo que segment so to our guests skittles and julissa please tell everybody que lo que you can find us at ladies who on instagram facebook at ladies Bronche on twitter at ladies who across all your listening platforms you can find me at julissa on instagram and across all platforms as well yes and you can find me at the real skittles with a z at the end on instagram twitter tiktok Juan Skittles Ortiz on Facebook, Skittles Music TV on YouTube, and tune in to the final episode of Wildlife airing next, this Saturday at midnight on Sci-Fi. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.